truth is, most upstate youth aren't drinking or using drugs. Remind your teenagers that most teens choose to be healthy and drug-free. Talk to your teens about drugs and alcohol. They will listen. For more information, go to phoenixcenter.org. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. It's hoop season here at The Roar, and we've got you covered all day long. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. All right, hour number three, Out of Bounds, William Quackenbush, Ben Milstead, live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Um, We've talked a lot about Clemson and Miami today. A lot of Clemson and Miami. A lot of good questions and thoughts out there. Um, We appreciate that on the Adams Corbin text line and um, also on the phones would be interested to hear from fans that were really concerned and down on this team two weeks ago like what you're feeling today how 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 much are you allowing yourself to buy in now i I would encourage you to buy into this team uh but you know i also understand some people are a little bit gun shy sure you know but how are, how are you feeling about this team now based off of what you've seen the last three games? I would say my main misgiving is I don't want to see Miami again. That's my... <laughs> who, hurt, who hurt Quark? <laughs> Omaha Hank makes a good point. Clemson's beat Miami three out of the four halves they've played them this year. That's that's fair. That's a great, that's a great point. And they, I mean... They, they gave up a, an improbable half of basketball shooting wise. An improbable half. They're not shooting seventy five percent in a half of basketball ever again. Correct. Oh yeah. I mean, and you know what I said. You know, Nigel Pax, the outlier. He didn't score last night. You know what? They owed Clemson an outlier on that side after the the outlier performance in the second half in uh, in Coral Gables. Um. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. Just curious how you how you feel. They haven't arrived yet. Still, still a lot of a lot of games, and I I think there's a lot of tricky games remaining. I do, I do. I mean, I'm not in. I'm very much a one game at a time mentality uh, with basketball, one, not just Clemson. Right, and I I I think one of the things that's most um, that's most encouraging about the way they played the last couple of weeks is that I would say if you're a talented team that's well coached the thing that you can mark is improvement in the areas that need improving and I don't feel like this team has an area that's just well we're just not gonna do this 
We're just not going to be good at this. Because I thought rebounding was going to be something they weren't going to be good at, and they've begun to rebound better. Mm-hmm. I thought on-ball defense was going to be something they're not very good at, and they're, they're improving in their on-ball defense. Obviously, outside shooting was an area they really struggled. Well, they've brought it back around. On-ball defense for a moment. Last night was exclusively man-to-man, and it was tight man-to-man. There wasn't a lot of trickeration in what you were trying to do defensively last night. It was just solid on-ball man defense. Uh, so Clemson defended really high last night, yes. too. Yes. They were way out. Way out. With guys that normally, they're like Jack Clark is defending 35 feet from the basket and Wiggins is way out like that. Yeah, yeah. they they did a good job of, of keeping contact with the offensive player all night long. I, I thought it was a, a good defensive defensive night. Um, now, Miami, I said earlier, they, they rotate the ball exceptionally well. They're going to find some open shots, and they did last night. But by and large, I I thought it was a, a very good night defensively for Clemson. One of the best. They're, def- they're not going to be a great. They're not going to be an elite defensive team. Like some, there's been some here, but they're better. They're they're a lot better. And that's my point, is that this is a team that's starting to sure up things that were leaky. They're starting to respond well in ways that they weren't responding well. Uh, three weeks ago. Again, rebounding, on-ball defense, those were two of my main ones. Uh, closing out games. We talked about the last four the last four minutes of the, the Georgia Tech game and the Louisville game and, to a certain extent, the Duke game, the North Carolina game at home. Like You could go down the list of times where they had an opportunity to at least give themselves a chance to win the game, and they, just could, they either couldn't or, in the case of Louisville, they just made it really annoying. Mm-hmm. It was just an annoying finish to the game. Now, one thing, too. If Chase Hunter plays like, if you told me Chase going to play the rest of the of the season like he played last night, I I am very confident in the rest of the game. Um, Are they losing? I, if he's got that level of offensive versatility to his game, they're well, not losing, right? Well, I mean he he shot better than Joseph Gerard last night. Yes, and drove to the basket, and protected the ball, uh, and distributed the ball. I mean, he did everything you want him to do. Um, a bit of an outlier, but let's see. You know, let's follow that up with another good performance. Um, Tigers are back in action coming up on Saturday. Should be a good crowd. I mean, it's supposed to be good weather. Should be uh, post baseball. I, I think. I, I think Saturday is going to be one of the more electric nights of the season. I really do. I, in, think, I think Saturday night is going to be a great environment. NC State. Um, 7.45, odd start time, but it does allow you to get, you know, baseball in and, uh, you know, good start time on a Saturday night, decent weather. Saturday night's going to be big. You can come for baseball, walk down, get something to eat, walk back, go to basketball. Yeah. There's that, there's that sort of a window of time for you. Uh, something else I'd note about NC State, NC State is also 7-6 and six in the league. So th- this is your peer that you're playing. You're going to need a, a big crowd because Clemson's better. Clemson's much better than uh, much better than NC State. Much better. Um, but they're NC State's also capable. Um, they've got some individual players that are capable. Speaking of outliers, 
was the way Auburn shot the ball last night an outlier or 61% from the floor, 60% from three, 90% from the line? Bit of an, they're, they're a very good team, especially at home. Um, maybe a little bit of an outlier last night. I, I know, I know you're shocked by this. I get the great pleasure of seeing numbers through Ken Palm related to whether a performance was an outlier performance or not. Um, it was the best shooting performance for a team against South Carolina all year. Auburn has done that six times this year. They have had the they have had the best offensive output, the best shooting performance of any team against their opponent. They've done it three times in the last four games. So Auburn is making defenses look a lot worse than they are, which kind of went to our point about an hour or so ago when we briefly mentioned this game, where if you're South Carolina, what do you take from this game? Nothing. Unless you feel like Auburn gave some recipe to some other team. But I don't think anybody else in the SEC plays like Auburn does. And no building, no team has been as good in their building as, as Auburn has been in their building this year. So, yes, outlier in many respects. And, the, and Go ahead. The one thing that I would say, and I want to get your thoughts on this, South Carolina only took 15 threes last night. Um, they were just 3 of 15. They, were, they didn't really even jack up a bunch of threes when they were in come-from-behind mode. They just kind of played the way they want to play. It's almost like Lamont Paris sort of knew this game was coming, and he was like, you know, rather than just getting a bunch of bad habits and jack a bunch of shots or whatever, we're just going to let this game play out. We're going to stick to what we want to do. We're going to play the game inside out, that sort of thing. That would be maybe one concern is that, remember, earlier in the season, this was like a 40% three-point shooting team. They're down to 34%, and they've got a couple of very good shooters, uh, particularly Studi uh, and uh, Cooper, very good shooters. Um, but this is going to be a two-point team. This is going to be a two-point operation. It has been right now. It's rough and tumble, win the game in the paint, throw it in the Mac, make free throws, win the game that way. Um, a team like Auburn that runs and plays a very guard-oriented style and once is fine with playing around the perimeter – I think it's probably going to be a matchup problem for them. Yeah, as, and I said earlier, in fact, I said it yesterday, I, you kind of saw that game coming for South Carolina last night. You just did. I, If I am Lamont Paris, I don't, I don't dwell on that loss very long with my team. You flush that one and move on to LSU this weekend. Um, you South Carolina South Carolina is much better than LSU and they should win that game comfortably at home. Flush what happened last night, make sure that you do. And then you got a tough stretch to finish the season, you know? But in my opinion, none are tougher than what you just played with Auburn. Is it fair to say and the texture points this out from the eight six four says bench scoring was a difference, thirty nine to one. Starters were sixty two to sixty. We can sometimes forget, and I, this is where I'll defend analytics briefly before pounding them into submission again. <laughs> um, this is where we sometimes forget that the reason some of these numbers exist is because South Carolina is winning games that, and they're playing very well, but over the course of the entire season, 
they have been playing at a level that is just below a team like Auburn, who's a top five Ken Palm team. Ken Palm had South Carolina at 44 going into the game last night. They were they got up to 11 in the country because of the games that they'd won, but they still are sort of a team that's going to be around 40 based on the way that they have played so far. And that is because they're not super deep. Again, they've been struggling from three, more so in league than not. Um, They have benefited from some outlier performances from other teams. I would say Tennessee for certain was an outlier performance there. I haven't talked about watching that game. I thought Tennessee was, they were just like gliding on clouds the whole game. Um, or running through mud, whatever whatever metaphor you want to use. Um, South Carolina is going to start getting teams' best shots here, and we'll see how they respond. They should beat LSU. Like I'm, I'm looking at the games going forward. They should beat LSU. They should beat Florida. They've got Tennessee coming back home, and I that's the game I'm fascinated to see because you know Rick Barnes is going to really light a fire under them for that one. Florida game could be tough. Florida's playing pretty well right now, though. They they look but at least better. You, you have them in Columbia, so that helps. That I mean, Florida went to Kentucky and won, right? Um, they lost at the buzzer to Texas A&M. They almost won back to back road games. So yeah, that that's their only loss in the last seven. And they actually um, they have back to back road games. They play at Georgia and at Alabama. The next two, uh, Florida does. We'll see. We'll see about Florida. Florida's another team. Like if you're looking for a team in the Auburn. Uh, if you're looking for a team in the Auburn mold, at least offensively, Florida plays quickly kind of like that. Not as good on the on the defensive end. Um, in fact, Auburn lost to Florida by 16 on the road, th- their most recent game. So maybe you're right about uh maybe you're you're right about Florida. Um if South Carolina finishes, I know this is not gonna mean anything to their fans. They're gonna be frustrated by this. If you finish three and three in your last six. Let's say you drop a home game and you win one of your road games. Maybe at Ole Miss, you win that one. Um, you you finish twenty four and seven, and twelve and six in ACC play, SEC play rather. That's take, strong, man. Take <laughs> that all day long. Even if it means you quote unquote limped into the tournament, who cares? You're you're a five or six seed with that resume. Yes. I mean, Ken, you, you've got you're playing a little bit with house money right now. Uh, Ken Palm has South Carolina projected to finish fourth in the SEC, top four, and a like you said, like a five seed, a four seed, a six seed in the tournament, something like that, depending on who you beat and what happens around you and that kind of stuff. Majorly successful season. I would point out this this might be. I'm not even going to put this on. I will not put this on you. This is my fault. Because remember what I said yesterday? This would be this is like worst case scenario. It's like South Carolina fans have to decide if they want to give Lamont Paris a hefty extension and a raise, and then they go and just get eviscerated by Auburn. Like on the same day. It's hard. It's hard to juggle those uh those two things. Because Ohio State's gonna pick up the phone at some point, Ray Tanner. And um I'm interested to see how that phone call goes. Just saying. Uh, 654 Roar is the number if you'd like to join us. 6547 on the phone. Texter says this from the 803. Like you were talking about. You solicited these uh, these texts. 
Call me gun shy. I've seen Clemson basketball through the years go through a rough patch followed by a hot streak only to fizzle into postseason. Uh, concern for the future because they don't make strides of this year's talent is going to be tough the next few years. First of all, let me say um, that's way that's way forward thinking. Like mm-hmm. I ain't worried about next year at all. I, I would also tell that texture. Yes, I've seen Clemson do that. I've seen a thousand other teams do that as well. Yeah. That is basketball. That's basketball. That's what it is. Um, the other thing I would say is don't underestimate Clemson's ability to get right in the portal. Like, I know that who they're losing after this season. Um, that means there are spots available. Yeah, I don't know who they're losing after this. Se- I mean, I know they're losing PJ Hall and Joseph Gerard this season. That's it, really. I mean, I, I mean, there, there's options on everybody else. Chase can come back, right? I think there's another. Technically, I think there's another year there for Chase. I think Jack Clark has another. Uh, Jack has another. year. I believe he has another year if he wants it. Hemingway has another year. By the way, we haven't even seen Highbreder yet. Highbreder, they they really like. Yeah, I mean, obviously hybrids. you got to have another big man next year. Yes, and they will. But I mean, let's we'll, we'll worry about next year. Yeah. I want to enjoy this season before I will start fretting over next year. That's like, I have this argument with my wife all the time. She she worries, I've said this before, she worries about when things are too good. She's worried that something's about to go wrong because things are too good. Like, you can't, you, you can't live life that way. You got, enjoy the good stuff because next year, might, stuff might go wrong next year, but it's not going wrong right now. Mm-hmm. Enjoy when it's not going wrong. Don't worry about that. You wanted to make the postseason this year. You were going to make the postseason this year. And we will go, you know, we'll go from there. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get there first. That's right. Um, and they are peaking. This is a peaking team, I would know. This is not a fading team at the moment. This is a peaking team. Uh, Texter asks, hey, uh, you got, oh, where did it go? Oh, man, where did the text go? Uh, it was something about Sean Elliott, asking about Sean Elliott. Have you guys talked about Sean Elliott? We haven't talked about Sean Elliott. We probably should. Hour 3 continues right after this. Don't go anywhere. It's time to party with Buff City Soap. Book your next birthday party, corporate event, or girls' night out at Buff City Soap to make memories with your friends, coworkers, and family. To book your event, visit buffcitysoap.com and click book your party. It's that easy. Whether you choose custom mini bath bombs or soap, you'll be the party hero with this truly unforgettable soap-making experience. Shop Buff City Soap, Artwell Village Shopping Center in Clemson, and the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. Book your party to remember with Buff City Soap. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at Salty fries get ready to discover incredible savings with fort hill natural gas say goodbye to seasonal worries and embrace year-round savings by adding gas appliances with cash rebates to your home but that's not all call the office now and find out how you may qualify for residential volume user rate adding even more value to your energy savings ready to start saving big 
visit FHNGA.com and explore the rebate page for more details. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory-trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal, to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. The Bojangles back at Bojangles, a crispy fish fillet dusted with Bo's famous seasoning with the same bold flavor as their chicken and fries. Hook one while you can. Medicare. If you're about to turn 65, you're being absolutely bombarded with messages. Your mailbox is beyond full, and Joe Namath tells you every single day to get the benefits you deserve. How do you make sense of it all? It's confusing, frustrating, and even overwhelming. But it doesn't have to be. The decisions that you make today could affect you for the rest of your life. So let's make sure that you make the right ones for you. One size doesn't fit all. Give me a call for a free no obligation appointment to help you make sense of it all. 864-467-8738. That's 864-467-8738. I'm Guy the Insurance Guy. My company is the insurance source and what we do is simple. We make health insurance easier. I'm Chelsea, and a little thing I like about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich is I think it's just a perfect combination of ingredients, the pepper jack cheese and that spiciness of the sandwich. It's the right type of spice and the right amount of spice. It's crunchy on the outside, but then really tender on the inside. And then obviously the pickles on the bottom are iconic. There are too many things I like about it. I don't know if I could finish the thought. Bring on the spice and order the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonial. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Your flagship station for Clemson men's basketball, 105.5 and 97.5. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Hour three continues out of bounds. William Quaggabush, Ben Milstead, live inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Thanks, everybody, for uh, for joining us today. We're going to talk Sean Elliott. You actually mentioned something to me about the uh, about the ACC a while ago that I have a conspiracy theory about, that we can't just let it. We can't just let it go by the wayside. I don't ever shy away from a good conspiracy theory, buddy. <laughs> uh... Oh, man. Uh, I want to tell you about some specials going on right now at the Easley location of Willie Taco. All right. These are things that they're just throwing out there for a limited time. All right. They have a four for $20 menu all day, every day. What? I saw this and I thought, there's no way they can make that work. There's no way. They're just giving stuff away for free now. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Taco Tuesday. They have Taco Tuesday. Every single Tuesday at... Uh, 
at the Easley Willie Taco. They have happy hour deals from Tuesday through Friday. Each day has a different happy hour deal. They've got trivia on Thursdays. Go take part in that. We've told you the atmosphere. It can be whatever you want. On Thursday is tri- your trivia headquarters. They obviously do an awesome job with the catering. They have the Fiesta Room. We booked one of those for our Christmas party. They have the Fiesta Room for the uh, special occasions, for any group functions that you might have. And they also have a brilliant Sunday brunch selection. That's the Easley Willie Taco right here on 123. Go by and see them today. All right. I want to change the order because I want to know the conspiracy theory. Okay. What we are referencing is the ACC voted that in 2025 that they will have 15 teams in the ACC tournament. Keep in mind they will be an 18-team league. In basketball? Correct. Yes, 18 team. You're 15 now, you're adding three. That is 18 by OOB math standards. Um, Fantastic matchup. Thank you. Which means, obviously, the three worst teams do not participate in the ACC tournament beginning in 2025. I, I thought it was, on the surface anyway, I thought it was odd that they picked an odd number when you had the opportunity to go back to an even number, I suppose they like the current model where you have teams getting double buys. Only explanation I could come up with. Um, what is your, what's your theory on why they're doing that and not just having a full-blown tournament? Because ESPN told them to. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That's, that's the only. That's the only reason why. Because you're right. You can keep double buys and have fourteen. What's the difference between fourteen and fifteen? One fan base doesn't get to send thirty-seven fans on a plane to go watch their team lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. My first thought was that SMU didn't want to travel to the state of North Carolina for a one-and-done postseason tournament, or California didn't want to. Uh, maybe so. If that's the case, then go to 12 or go to 4. Make a bracket that makes more sense than 15. Here's what this says. Yeah, To me, 15 says we have the opportunity to clean this up, but we enjoy to be more complicated, which is now the ACC way, let's be honest. It is, in my opinion, it is the, it is the media partner of the ACC saying, we're not paying for anything else for you. Think about some of the conversations we had earlier this week. Golly, this this grinds my gears. This burns me up. You know ESPN could save the ACC if they wanted to? Yeah, there's a conspiracy theory in some of the realignment corners of the universe that ESPN is actually going to not extend its agreement with the ACC. Remember the, the thing that Florida State alleged? Right that they're actually not going to do that in 2027 or 26 or whatever, whenever that has to be finalized. I guess it's maybe sometime this year. It has to be finalized where it either goes through 27 or 36. And the theory is that if the ACC falls apart, ESPN can basically pick the properties that it wants to deal with and let everybody else just go wherever. It doesn't matter. If you want to preserve the ACC, you put 18 teams on a network that is designed for the ACC that has nothing better to put on. What is going on the ACC network besides the 18 versus 15 game? 
I need to see another rerun of the 1990 Georgia Tech basketball season. Right! That's what I need. That's really what I'm here for. They would rather not pay for what amounts to, like, two extra games. Three extra games. They're saying no. Why would the ACC just say, you know what, these three new teams coming in, we're going to we're gonna make sure that our tournament, we're so in love with a 15-team bracket, which no one has ever said. No one is ever like, you know what the perfect number for a bracket is? 15? <laughs> like, if you if you really love your bracket size, add 16. Keep two teams home. 15 is either laziness or it is an unwillingness. And I think it is an unwillingness for the ACC's primary media partner to save the league at any point. It does. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm putting on the tinfoil hat on this. ESPN doesn't care beans about whether the ACC goes under. They're just not going to devote any more time or resources to it. All of that because they're staying with a 15-team format. Yes! <laughs> because, okay. th- because think about it. If you're just... I don't, I'm not disagreeing. I just You can't find another reason. I didn't jump that far, but okay. I had to because it didn't make sense. That a bunch of people got in a room and said, you know what we're all satisfied with, all of us equally? 15-team bracket. When we could have 16 or 14 or 18, we're going to just stick with 15 because we want to. Let me tell you why I would do go 16. And if you don't want to, if you don't want them all in there, that's fine. I would go to 16 because under the current format, your bottom six teams play the opening day. Those three winners then play against number five, six, and seven, which means five, six, and seven have an advantage in game one. Yes. I have always felt like, and, and then the eight, nine seed plays each other. I've always felt like you are at a disadvantage as an eight, nine team because you're going to have a tougher opening game than anybody else in the tournament. And. On paper, anyway, you're going to have the toughest game of any, yeah of anybody in the tournament, and sometimes those are teams that you're you know, in a lot of seasons. That's the teams that are fighting that need a win for an NCAA tournament. That's a great point. And so, if you do 16 teams, now they are playing an equal proportionate to everybody else, an equal opponent. I yes. I, I think that's a great point about the 8-9. You're basically playing knockout for right, an right. NCAA tournament in some years. This year, probably not as much, but in some years, you're, you're basically playing a knockout game. Clemson NC State have done that a bunch in the past. Um, there's another conspiracy theory that's, that's more conspiratorial than mine. And so I'm going to let this one stand on its own. Text from the 843 says, maybe they're sticking with 15 because they only expect there to be 15 teams. Interesting. That could. Dexter, I, I, I like, I like yours better than Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you know. Honestly, if you don't think there's going to be 18 teams in there, this actually it makes more sense to mine. Let's go with that one. <laughs> uh, if you don't think there's going to be 18 teams next year, why would you do an 18 team bracket? Because all that means is if Florida State or whoever leaves, you're going to have to come together and drop a new bracket. Yeah. Maybe well, keep in mind. Florida State doesn't think they're going to be in this league in 2025. 
I mean, they've told us that in in courts, and we have reason to believe that Clemson doesn't think they're going to be either. If that were, if those was the only two, then you do have sixteen, and you probably you probably go ahead and include everybody at that point. Yeah, that's right. Sixteen would be so easy. Look at look at the easiest bracket that we have. Golly, Texter, that's that's a great that's a great. I don't even think about that. I'm so God. I'm I'm a little jaded at that timeline of uh, like Florida State getting out before next basketball season. But maybe there's only one season. Maybe they're only going to have one season um, with with 18. And it goes down to 16 or 15 or whatever the case may be. I don't know that we've talked about it, but are you okay with the ACC tournament staying in the state of North Carolina for the foreseeable future? Yes. Yeah, they're, if you miss the announcement, they're – they're hopping between Charlotte and Greensboro for, I believe it's the next five years. I am too. You, know, It's in, I do enjoy going to other places, but it was frustrating to me to go to Brooklyn, for instance, and people who live, shop owners one block from the arena did not know why you were there. Uh-huh. That's the truth. I experienced that. You're going to experience something similar to that in Washington, D.C. this week or, or this year where they, they don't know why you are there and there's not a lot of buzz there. Uh, I realize the North Carolina schools have an advantage having it in North Carolina, but I do enjoy having butts in the seats for the, for the games. I just do. I've so. done an about face on this. I used to be, because it, it was an inherent advantage for Tobacco Road to have it in Greensboro. Having been to the ACC Women's Tournament in Greensboro like 10 times, I can tell you that they they do such a good job with the tournament. They do such a good job with the logistics. The town cares deeply about it. I think Charlotte will too, to be fair. More so than Brooklyn or D.C. or randomly. Didn't they play in Tampa one time? They did. Um... I'm see, o- I'm okay with that. I, I want to say you started moving it around when you expanded the league the last time because you wanted you wanted equal and fair representation everywhere, and that's just proven to be. I, I think even the Florida teams would rather it be someplace like you know like like Greensboro. I'd be fine with with it being Greensboro permanently, but that's just me. I, I would too. I truly like Charlotte's two hours closer or hour forty five closer, so I'm okay with that drive if you wanted to move it to Charlotte. But there's like a I don't know. It's like part of the soul of Greensboro, kinda. Like they they in a lot of ways they build their year around having postseason battles. It's a if you've never been, it's a huge freaking deal. Even the women's tournament, huge freaking deal. Yeah. The other thing if since we're talking about that, I should point out is the ACC is also incentivized now to have the league, to have the tournament in North Carolina. And I, I believe that was part of the the tax break negotiation they got from the state when they moved to Charlotte, that they would bring that back to the state and leave it there. That's right. Uh, let's go to Gamecock Will, who's up with us next on the phone. 654-ROAR is the number. What's up, Will? What's up, Clark and Ben? How you doing now? Uh, doing good, man. Hope you're doing well. Hey, enjoying this beautiful day. Uh, 
first of all, I got a few basketball questions. Uh, number one, I, I agree with Ben. I had a gut feeling last night we was going to lose, but uh, I didn't think it was going to be in a blowout. But, I mean, Auburn's at home, They, like I said, I mean, they unbeatable. I mean, I mean they shot the lights out. I mean, Carolina had nine-four lead, and they had two or three turnovers in a row, and he just went downhill from there. I mean, but uh, they'll bounce back. But uh, my question is, I got two questions. Is, is South Carolina, I mean, say North Carolina wants to play Auburn and Tennessee, who do y'all think will win them games? Um, That's my first question. I, well, where's the game played? Because Auburn is a lot better at home neutral, than on the road. Neutral court. Neutral, neutral court. Um, I think Tennessee is the best of those four teams. Um, I mean, I would say I don't think any of those teams doesn't have a chance. I think Tennessee is the best of those four. That, that's the team that I would feel the best about winning those. Okay. And my other question is now, I hope Parrish don't leave to Michigan, Ohio State, but if they, for some reason he did, who who do you think we might get? I mean, give me a couple names. I mean, um, I, I hope we don't have to do all that. I would say, I, I mean, if you want to go back to the well, uh, if you're if you're just looking for if you're looking for candidates, um, you could go to Dustin Kearns uh, at App State. You could go to I'm trying to think. You could go to Bob Ritchie at Furman. Um. You could go. I think South Carolina could get a high level, like Power Five assistant, if they wanted to go that route. Um, I think Mike Boynton's kind of off the table based on how things are going at Oklahoma State. I still think he's a good fit there. That would be the top of my list. I mean, I I'd look at like Bob Ritchie and Dustin Kearns first and foremost. Maybe like Wes Miller I mean, if he wants to get back down uh, back down south. Um, he's not getting the North Carolina job now, so maybe he he goes to South Carolina. I don't know. I mean, Lamar Paris is a great man. He's a good, I think he's a good recruiter, and I know he's a good transfer recruiter. So, I mean, I hope they just go ahead and fork out the money because, I mean, Don likes him, and I think he's he's a good man. I think Tanner needs to just fork out the money because I'm tired of getting new coaches. I, I understand. I think Carolina fans feel the same way. I understand, Will. I'm with you. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Right, have a good day, man. Right, you too. I, 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 hundred percent with Will. At some point, you know, some fan bases are dying for a coaching search. Some fan bases are like, "Golly, these suck." I'm tired of these. Stay with us. Final segment of the program. We'll wrap some things up when we come back. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones, like the anniversary highlighting five, ten, fifteen years or more spent with your best friend birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box, that moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at scoresdiamondjewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler.
Don't you want to just sit back, relax, and breathe fresh air in your home? You'd be surprised by the amount of dust and bacteria that is sitting in your duct system and circulating in your home. Zero Res is the only company I trust to get my home insanely clean. Right now, mention me, Mickey Poller, and The Roar and get $50 off your next air duct cleaning. Use promo code AIR50 when scheduling online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Zero Res, spell it backwards or forwards, it's the right way to clean. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is your premier independent local construction equipment rental and sales source. With three locations in the upstate and one in North Georgia, our Takeuchi lineup of track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders, and full line of attachments are ready to make your jobs easy. So don't settle for less. Choose the best with Bennett and Takeuchi. Proudly supplying equipment in our region for 24 years. When you need equipment in the upstate or North Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. If you're moving a loved one into assisted living and need a stress-free solution for selling their property, Samuel Property Group is here to be your guide. From home evaluation to a hassle-free sale, we handle it all. Let us ease your burden during this transition and receive your check in as little as 10 days. Visit SamuelPropertyGroup.com today and fill out the simple form to be contacted by one of our team members within 48 hours. That's SamuelPropertyGroup.com. plumber fast. I always call one Tom plumber. One Tom what? Here, dial the number one, then Tom plumber. Or just tell your smartphone to call one Tom plumber. They promise to be there in an hour. Call the plumber whose name is his number. One Tom plumber. One Tom plumber. With Liberty Mutual, you can customize and save hundreds on your car insurance. But what to buy with those savings? Yep, I bought a sound effects machine. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I thought about it many years. And then I did it. Drop big pounds and never look back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new, but now with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons, but instead call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. Man, you won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that the Roar is the best sports talk station in the upstate. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Sing my Sarah. All right, final segment of the program. We've talked a lot of basketball today, and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, the texts have continued to come in, and people uh, people have loved it. You texters. <laughs> you texters. Text of the day that we can actually read on the air. We've had, uh-huh. some, we've had some doozies off the, that we can't read on the air. Yes, we have. Text of the day says, my, le- my equilibrium is off when Will, <laughs> when will makes sense. 
I'll, oh, no, I'm sorry. It messes up my equilibrium when Will makes sense. I, I am always willing to rebut some claim that Will makes. So when Will hangs up without, uh, like without giving me a chance to rebut a claim, I do feel like there's like, something missing. What do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's make up something he said and argue with it. Um, speaking of uh, South Carolina, you want to talk about Sean Elliott for a minute? before we wrap the show up today. I'd love to have your thoughts on Sean Elliott. I I think this is one of the this is a it's a weird situation. For those who don't know, Sean Elliott resigned as a head coach at Georgia State to take the tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator job at South Carolina. Sean Elliott of course was at South Carolina before we have learned that his family has maintained their residence and has continued to live in Columbia. His son is at AC Flora High School and Sean Elliott has somewhat commuted back and forth. I'm sure that he has an apartment there, but he has he's never fully bought into Georgia State. Um so from just that it doesn't shock me it doesn't shock me at all that he would say you know what? i tried it actually i'm pretty happy in columbia i'm moving back why now though that's the billion dollar question why on february 14th or 15th do you decide to do this now this is the way i'm thinking about this as we as we break down what's wrong with the sport of college football, as we're breaking down all the issues, what is it that coaches are telling us and they're telling media people, they're telling everybody, is one of the big things. We never know who's on our roster. We have to re-recruit our roster every day. It's hard to know who's here and who's not on a daily basis. You can't build anything that way. There's a level of trust and accountability that's lost when you're constantly trying to figure out who's here and who's not. There's also trust and accountability that comes when you commit yourself to a thing, to a group of people, whatever, and then you leave. Sean Elliott left on the third day of spring practice at Georgia State as the head football coach. Georgia State has had to postpone their spring practice. This is this is just incredible. Look, this is incredibly difficult because I think we've all had to make decisions in our lives. If you've lived any amount of time, you've had to make a decision that might be a good decision at a different time. We know the struggle of doing that. That this is a move I'd like to make, but I can't do it right now because of X, Y, or Z. I've got something going on personally. I've got something going on professionally. It's a bad time for me to leave this group or it's a bad time for me to join this group. I I would love to do the thing that you're asking me to do, but it's a bad time. It's just a bad time. If something comes open in the future, call me. This is a bad time. And Ben, this is what coaches are constantly yelling at players for doing. Well, we can't prep for bowl games because guys are just leaving. We can't do this because guys are in the portal and they can just do it whenever and they can leave all the time and they can come and go as they please and all this stuff. And it is a coach doing the thing that I think most people are frustrated with players doing. 
which is leaving in a way that hangs everybody else involved out to dry. Now, if you're a South Carolina fan, you don't actually have to care about this, I don't think. Ben, you might disagree with that. I've actually I struggled with that this morning. Should a South Carolina fan feel bad about this? The answer is no. Should Shane Beamer not have called him? No. Shane Beamer has no obligation to a soul at Georgia State. None. Shane Beamer's obligation is to South Carolina. His job is to make the phone call. If you're Sean Elliott, you sat in a meeting room and you asked your team to commit to you probably last month and you sat in a meeting room two days ago and you asked your team to commit to you and to bust their you-know-what every single day in spring practice and then have a spring game and then bust it in the summer and to sell out and to sacrifice and to give up something important to them for the good of the team. And then after two days, you walked out. And to me, the reason really doesn't matter all that much. It's the fact that you... And I, again, I've never had, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Sean Elliott. I have nothing bad to say about Sean Elliott. But in my opinion, Sean Elliott was unwilling to give to his team what he required them to give to him. And if you're a South Carolina fan, again, I want to be clear when I'm saying this. You do not have to care about any of that. But this sucks for everybody at Georgia State. It sucks for everybody that gave Sean Elliott what he asked and was ready to give Sean Elliott what he asked, and then they just got left. They just got left with no recourse. I, I was looking at the transfer portal for Georgia State. They lost 15, but they gained 13. Like, and, and they're a school that's been active in the portal before. A lot of, you know, some belt schools are. So I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily that. And we, and we do we will continue to blame everything on the state of college football when coaches transfer I'm not sure that's the case here um I'm not also wonder about Dominic Thomas that just transferred mm. to Georgia State does now am I correct Quark, that the portal that the window now opens back up for that team? 30 days that's right would you be shocked if Dominic Thomas followed Sean Elliott to South Carolina or, um, or ended up somewhere else? I would not be I mean, shocked man, about that. He's a that. guy I really like him. You know, maybe he stays put. I wouldn't blame him if he decided to do that. I mean, he's been taking a month's worth of classes. Yeah, you know? see, that's the other thing. You're exactly that. You're you're a month into school now. It's just a it's just odd timing. And you know what? If Sean Elliott were an offensive line coach or a tight ends coach or a run game coordinator or like he were doing something like that, you'd be like, okay, you know what? Weird timing, but I kind of get it. Your family's there. Like, it's, I get it. I understand it. And I've said this many times when guys transfer. I've been consistent on this. I hope people understand where I stand on these. You feel free to do whatever it is you feel like you need to do. But if I'm the one that's being inconvenienced by your decision, I don't have to be happy about it. The Georgia State players don't have to support Sean Elliott just like Sean Elliott didn't have to support the players who decided to transfer out of his program before. Yeah. Leave at a bad time when there's, he's got plans and all this. I mean... And, and maybe the timing... You know, I'm trying to make sense of the timing. 
You know, Justin Stepp just leaves, what, a week ago? Uh, when did he leave South Carolina? It, it wasn't that long ago. It Last was, week, I think. Yeah, it was an odd time for him to leave. Yeah. So, it, for Elliot, it could be that simple that, you know, a position opened up and unfortunate that it, that it opened up now. And that's why, you know, he was just waiting on an opportunity. I'm going to read part of the statement from the AD, Charlie Cobb. Uh, Charlie Cobb said, uh, quote, we want to thank Sean Elliott for his hard work and dedication in the last seven years to build his football program. I know this was a difficult decision for him, but I understand his personal reasons. And we wish the best for Sean and his family. We're proud of what this football program has accomplished in such a short time. Uh, six bowl games and four bowl victories in our first 10 years at the FBS level. I don't know of another startup program that has had that kind of success so quickly. And then he talks about they're going to hire somebody good. Here's the, uh, here's the statement from Sean Elliott. He says it's, it's extremely difficult to step away from the Georgia State football program, particularly the players and staff who have gone above and beyond. As hard as this decision is professionally, it's something that I must do personally, is what he says. I want to thank Charlie Cobb for giving me this opportunity seven years ago and working tirelessly to collaborate on growing and improving Georgia State football. I'm proud of this program's growth, our accomplishments, and the foundation we laid for future success. I'm especially proud and grateful to all the players who work so hard to make this program successful. And he talks about, you know, Georgia State is, uh, Georgia State's in good hands, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If, look, the AD seems like he was okay with it, kind of, at least the public statement. And Sean Elliott says it's hard professionally. It's something he must do personally. So there might be something else going on there. Well, he's lived away from his family for a number of years now. Which was also the case a week ago and a month ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just the time, regard, the timing sucks. And there's a lot of people who are going to be negatively impacted by the timing of this. Uh, let's go to Robert, who's up with us next. What's up, Robert? Hey, how are you doing today? Good, man. Thanks for getting in. Yeah, first time caller. I always enjoy hearing uh, Delvin call in. I drive and I make my living on the road. And um, Gamecock Will, he's always an interesting character. But I wanted to call in today about this the situation with Lamont Paris and then the uh, situation especially with with Coach Elliott. You know, um, I understand this is a primarily Clemson radio show, so y'all are Clemson homers, if you will. But, you know, in the day and age of college football, if players can come and go, why can't coaches come and go? I understand that it's probably a bitter pill to swallow for Georgia State players for their coach to ask them to buy in and then leave like a dust in the wind. But when players can do the same thing, why can't coaches do this? And that's where his family is and where his heart is. Uh, we, any of us would be a liar to say that we don't go somewhere where our heart is or where money's at. Uh, look, I, I would say that's fair, and, and I don't think anybody's saying that coaches shouldn't be allowed to do this. I'm just saying there are a lot of people who were accountable to him at Georgia State that all the, like they invested things that he asked them to do, and then he just left. And they can't really, they can't now, but they couldn't have left. They didn't have the same freedom that he did to just bail on day three of spring practice. I, I, I can totally respect what you're saying, because I'm not such a, a homer of Carolina. I went to the University of South Carolina. I, I, I totally agree with that statement, but college football is in such disarray right now that coaches can't depend on players from from day to day you have them one season then you don't have them the next and you got a hole to fill there it's just it's like business you have an employee one day you don't have them the next week and use a key employee it's just life goes on you know 
No, yeah, I don't that, think we should beat up on Coach Elliott that much. For, if that's well, where his heart is and that's where more money's at, then he should be able to go do what he's got to do. Well, you know? let, me, let me say this. I mean, I, I don't know that more money's there. It probably is. Um, let me say this. As a, if you're a business owner, would you agree there's a better and a worse time to lose somebody? Like not all, le- like not every time you leave is created equal because sometimes it's a really bad time to lose somebody. I'm a business owner. I have 27 employees, and I can totally concur with what you're saying. Um, I've lost employees at a time that I did not need to lose that employee. But mm-hmm. as I said, life goes on. Don't beat up on them. Just support them, wish them well, and go on. I agree that it probably sucks for these Georgia State players. But on the same token, he lost, what, 15 players to the portal, I guess? Yes. Yeah. So that... he's got to fill those gaps. And that, look, it's their obligation now. They're at the letter director to fill that gap there. That's his job to do. It's not something we should beat up on Coach Elliott for. I, look, it's, I, it's a personal business decision. I, I get what you're saying there, Robert. Unfortunately, we got to run. Appreciate the phone call. I, Thank I you. I don't feel like we're beating up on I mean, I hope that's not what it sounds like. It, the whole situation just sucks because of the timing of it. Right. And it's not, it's not Elliott's fault that this is when the job came open. It does stink that they had already started practice, and it leaves Georgia State in a – terrible situation yes uh, it's it's just the, the whole circumstances are bad and i'm not necessarily not necessarily not blaming elliot for that he's a good coach like i said i got nothing bad to say about him he's a good coach he's gonna help south carolina uh that's it for us we're out of time god bless we'll see you tomorrow what's up next wccp fm 105.5 clemson greenville anderson waht am 1560 cowpens 97.5 spartanburg we are the roar did you know state credit union offers excellent rates on car loans and when you get your car loan from state credit union you'll enjoy having no car payments for 90 days visit state credit union today in anderson 